Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskan. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. You're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. And I'm delighted to begin the show today by saying congratulations to the new Mead Senior Football Manager, Colm O'Rourke. Congratulations, Colm. Thanks, Jerry. Well, 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 you threw us off the scent for sure on the Sunday game a few weeks ago when you said you were turned down three times and it wouldn't happen. Was there anything going on at that stage or did it just happen quickly for you? Uh, it happened uh, It happened pretty quickly. That was the story at the time. I had no contact uh, with anyone at that time. So it was only in the last couple of weeks, really, that the whole thing crystallised. And uh, for you, I think of the Elvis Presley song, Now or Never, was it a question of that? I suppose it was a bit like that because uh, there is a bit of ageism, I think, in the country and in GA circles anyway. So people would think, you know, when you get to my age that maybe you have run your course. But... Uh, uh, in America, for example, the coaching in basketball and football and hockey and things like that tend to be with older people, but uh, not so much in this country. No, I wouldn't put you in the older category at all, I have to say, <laughs> Colm. None of that at all. Anyway, you come to the job uh, and, and a job that you've desired for some time. That's fair to say. I've always been interested because if you have a passion for football and you've been involved in management at all the levels that I have been involved in a school and club and even international rules, it would be sort of a, an extension of that. It, it wasn't something that ever kept me awake at night, I suppose, but uh, there comes a, li- a time in life maybe to do things and this, as it turned out, seemed to be the right time. Uh, Mead at underage level and uh, below senior have a very good uh, cadre of talent and players. Did that influence you? No, not not exactly. Uh, I think that uh, when you look back in the history of Mead, quite a few of the successful teams have come from uh, junior and intermediate clubs from a lot of players who maybe did not represent Mm. Mead at underage level at all or maybe... Uh, weren't particularly successful, so that side of things didn't uh, it didn't uh, influence me one way or the other. It wasn't, in fact, it it was the least of my considerations. 
And you've said the door is open to absolutely everybody across the board. Players who have been in the squad recently, others who've never been, and all comers. Well, you start off with a clean slate and, uh, you know, myself and I'm lucky to have people like Barry Callaghan and Stephen Bray who have been great ambassadors for Mead football in the past and uh, very current as well insofar as their involvement. And we intend to do a trawl. Uh, when the championships are over, uh, there is uh, mooted a junior and intermediate regional competition which would be very useful that would run over maybe the period in November where it would be a great opportunity to look at players. And uh, I, I would like everybody to think now, no matter what club they're from, that they're going to get uh, a good chance to have a look at, not once or twice, but maybe on several occasions, so that if they are able to impress in those games, and the same with senior clubs in some form of regional competition, that we will be taking a look at well over 100 players, I would hope, anyway, before we'd, we'd come to a panel. You mentioned Barry and Stephen there and players from other eras to yourself. What about uh, adding to the background team? You, you say there are more appointments come. Names like Eamon Fitzmaurice and Donny Buckley are being mentioned. Can you tell us any more there? Uh, well, I, I think that uh, I have a lot of talking and Stephen and Barry and myself have a lot of talking to do before we, we come up with the people uh, for the background team. But there's no big panic on that insofar as we, we will be able to do that over the next uh, month or so. But we will be trying to put as good a group in place. Uh, I'm a great believer in having a management structure where the manager is the person who needs to le- <laughs> know least but can trust most. So that uh, I, I like the idea of bringing in people who maybe would be better at a lot of things than I am, and that uh, that works very well in every organisation I have been involved in. So I intend to continue that. The yardstick has been set, Colin, by yourself. You've been quoted <laughs> as saying, "We have to be Dublin number one." That's what I'll be judged on. Yes. Well, I suppose I've given myself a stick to beat me <laughs> with already. But, like, if you're from Mead and from my generation in Mead and subsequent generations, which would include Barry Callaghan's team, and, of course, Stephen Bray was on a Mead team that beat Dublin too. Mm. Well, that's the measurement. Like, you know, there's no point in measuring yourself except by the highest standards. And uh, for us, over the period of my involvement in football over 40 years with the Mead team, the yardstick in Leinster and beyond that was always Dublin. If you're not able to beat Dublin, then you're going nowhere. So might as well set out your stall. That's it. We have to beat them and we have to, to get get up to their level rather than them coming down to ours. Now, you'll have the preliminary competitions as the year turns, but then you're into the National League Division 2. It's a very competitive-looking division for the year ahead. I, I take it that Division 1 is where you want to be because that's generally where uh, uh, provincial champions and All-Ireland winners come from. Yes, that's absolutely right. Like if, you, if you look at the last 20 years, uh, I don't think any team outside Division 1 of the National League has won the All-Ireland. Uh, and that is going to continue, I'm sure. So, it, again... The level of competition that you want to be at is the first division. And you're quite right, too, about the second division. It may nearly be as competitive mm. as the first this year because uh, you have Derry and Dublin and Kildare all in the second division. You have two provincial winners there. Yes. And Kildare did very well in the first division and only narrowly came down. So, like, there are three heavyweights 
in in the division. Of course, we'll have the local derby with mm. Loud as well to look forward to. But uh, it's certainly a very competitive division, and uh, the under. The, the, Bottom two who go down will be in the Talchin Cup, and of course, the big prize of finishing in the second division or getting promotion is the new structure where there's going to be four fours with the top 16 teams in the country who are going into playoffs after the provincial championships, which is going to add another layer of games. Mm. But uh, that's the qualifying stage to get into the All Ireland quarter final. So it's going to be a lot of games, mm. a lot of competition, but uh, the league is something, obviously, will be very important. And it'll be fantastic to look forward to those sort of games against big teams, and it'll be a great way of measuring ourselves very quickly. For sure. I, at the final on Sunday, Kerry, of course, winning in the end. It was a tight game with Galway. Uh, Dublin, you know, are Dublin's days at the pinnacle, you know, on the wane, do you think? Well, I thought they'd win the All-Ireland again this year, mm. uh, looking at it when I saw them in Leinster and saw how well they were going. And uh, if, if Conor Callaghan was playing against yes. Kerry, it would be, I don't think it would be a, a huge leap of faith to say that they probably would have won that and won the final too. So I wouldn't mind, if they're on the way, and I wouldn't mind having mm. Brian Fenton and Kieran Kilkenny and Conor Callaghan <laughs> and uh, a few of those players available to us. I think that they are gold standard and they're still young. They're still going to be uh, in their late 20s next year. So a lot of people wouldn't mind having a, a Dublin team with that calibre of players still available to them. Mm, they certainly are. They will uh, pose a challenge uh, for sure. Uh, promotion um, at Leinster Championship, it tilts early that into the All-Ireland Series. They are goals for next year. Yeah, very much so. Mm. What about the game itself when you watch it, Gollum? And you've been commenting on this for years, the way it has changed and become a more tactical game. You even see it's very difficult to get a ball out from the keeper, the closing down. What about the Mead style of play? Well, I suppose if you go back 30, 40 years to the Mead style of play was catch it and kick it and uh, yeah, we, we had forwards inside to win it and that was the style. But things have evolved and obviously... I've evolved with it at club level with successful Simonstown teams as well. And, you know, some teams have a sweeper system. But I think that if you even look at uh, the best teams, Kerry and Dublin, they still retained a fairly big element of kicking the ball accurately in their game. So uh, I think it's something to strive for. Obviously, that depends on the quality of players that you have who are able to kick the ball. You know, everybody says, why, why does a team not kick the ball? But maybe... The players are not as skillful in that regard as maybe. So, you know, you must pitch your game to suit the type of players that you have. But I don't think it's it, it's uh, uh, reading too much into it when you look at the successful teams is that they have ma- managed to blend a fair element of old-style football with good accurate kicking with ball retention and uh, possession game and goalkeepers who are able to play the ball out and things like that. So... It's not going to be reinventing the wheel. Mm. And uh, just before you go, a couple of things. Um, your sidekick, Pat Spillane, said goodbye on television uh, at the weekend. Uh, are, are you finishing up as a pundit or will that be part of something you do? No, I won't be doing that anyway, certainly in the early part of next year. Oh, I, I, it's, uh, it's all in for me now at this stage. That's great to hear. And we have to have a word before you go about Sunday. Eamon Murray, your counterpart with the ladies, the final going for two in a row. It's tremendous. 
Absolutely tremendous. It, it was hard to credit, I think, the lift that the Mead ladies gave the whole county last year. Uh, it had to be seen to be believed. They were a tremendous inspiration, I think, to everybody. And we saw all the, you know, it wasn't just young girls who were out supporting them. Uh, I think the girls, just to give one example, the impact that they had, they came into St. Pat's in, with the cup into our school. And I think the girls were a bit hesitant at the start because they didn't know what sort of reaction they were going to get from the lads or how many of them would be at it. And I think they were a bit surprised when everybody was either watching the game or were at the game and they knew everybody and uh, it just, I think, gave a a magnificent lift to the county at a time when football was probably not going great at county level. So they have been certainly a great inspiration. Wouldn't it be lovely to do the same with the the men's team? I was just going to finish on that one. You beat me to it. I started with Elvis Presley. I'm going to finish with Charles Dickens. Great expectations. There are indeed for you, but I can tell you the good wishes are pouring into me here at the moment, Colm, as I speak. And there is a great yeah. sense of goodwill for you and your team. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I've been completely taken aback, actually. I thought taking on the job, you know, it was not, not going to be seen as much of a big deal. And uh, I, I've just been amazed by the flood of messages, goodwill and everything else surrounding it. So I hope it continues. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have that anyway, boy, at the moment. Good luck to you. And thank you so much for joining me on Late Lunch today. Thank you, Jerry. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's uh, Colm O'Rourke there, the new Mead Senior Football Manager. If you have anything to say like so many people have already, I'll get back to them through the afternoon, I promise you. About Colm's appointment or anything else, please do get in touch with us. 86 658 by WhatsApp or text. Is it good news that children are starting school at five years and older, not four? Dr. Mary O'Kane is with us on the show after two. The Sunflower Louise, we've done the measurements. We have. Do you need a ladder? A ladder. (laughs) A ladder and me balancing on one toe on the top of it to get to the very top of the sunflower is unbelievable. Some of the guesses, Louise. Ger Gaynor, 14 foot 3. Kate Fox, 12 foot. Pauline Martin on the lower side, 8. Kira Gaynor, 13 13 foot 5 inches. Very precise, these people. Amanda Nemoron, 14 foot 5 inches. Yvonne Murray, 16 foot 3. Theresa Lynch, 14 foot 8. Dermot from Mullingar, 11 foot 3 and a half. You had to put the yeah, half inch the half there. Bit. Claire O'Driscoll, very important. very important. I'm getting warmer here. Claire O'Driscoll, 12, 6. Maura Buckley, 12, 2. Claire Martha, 11. Oh, getting really warm. Wendy Russell, 12 foot 5 and 3 quarters, says Wendy Russell. <laughs> and Julie Spink, I love the comment. Jack and the Beanstalk comes to mind when I look at that, uh, Jerry, she says. Sean McCarroll, 11, 8. But Louise, the, the actual height of the sunflower, and we have to say this, I measured it from the top of the big tub it's in the tub is about two foot tall mm-hmm. off the ground so we didn't include that two foot from the base of the sunflower to the very tip of the flower and it came out at 125 inches which is 10 foot 5 inches 10 twelves, 120 and 5 inches 10 foot 5 inches wow. the sunflower it is a whopper Massive. it is really tall for a sunflower because you've seen the sunflowers in the field down your oh, way. Oh yeah, they're not even near half that as big, no. no, they wouldn't be in a field, but this one, and I didn't feed it, we didn't feed it, Ava, myself, anything extra special, we gave it loads of water. Anyway, amazingly, Louise, you can verify this, mm-hmm. we were leaving studio, was it the day before yesterday? Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday, and yeah. Tuesday, and there were people guessing the, the, the height uh, with us here, and a, a guest came in from Catherine Heaney, Paris Town, Clonmelon, 
County Meath with what, Louise? Exactly. Exactly. Ten foot five inches. She is the woman that got it spot on. Congratulations to Catherine. I'm going to divvy up a nice little prize for you. And send, you have to get something, doesn't she, for getting this? She has to get oh, something yeah. in the post for sure. To a tea, like. <laughs> Sunflower seeds on its way to you, Catherine. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> it's too late in the year for that. Anyway, we'll be in touch, Catherine. Congratulations to you and thanks to everybody who joined in the fun. We're heading for news and weather. Top of the hour at two. And we're always stuck in a moment here in late lunch and in that moment we just want you with us here they are you too I'm afraid of anything in this world there's nothing you can throw at me that I haven't already heard a selection of comments from listeners uh, following my chat with new mead boss Colm O'Rourke top of the show Brendan Hughes has been on to say a fantastic appointment for the county congratulations Colm Rose says no better man than Colm O'Rourke Jerry Kevin in Ratkenny best of luck to you Colm great appointment another listener saying well a great appointment wish Colm well but my god couldn't Bernard Flynn have been treated better Jerry uh, it's an issue that has come up for sure anyway the die is cast now and Colm is in the hot seat and there's more comments there besides well wishers for Colm all over the place this afternoon and we do again wish him well uh, at the Helm of Meath football. Now, there's a lot of talk about today about school starting age and uh, a statistic has emerged that in the last 20 years far less children are starting school at four years of age, much more going at five and beyond. Did you know, in fact, you have to start school by the age of six? Well, I know somebody who knows all about this area. She's a specialist. She's a lecturer in psychology and early childhood education with the Open University. And she's the author of the brilliant Perfectly Imperfect Parenting, which we've spoken about on the show. I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch, Dr. Mary O'Kane. Hello again, Mary. Hi, Jerry. Lovely to chat to you again. Thanks for joining me. I have to ask you to start off. Is this positive news that's emerged, the big change in the last 20 years, 17% of children now are four, just over four going to school, compared with 47% in 2002. Do you welcome this? Oh, Jerry, I absolutely do. Funny, this fits really close to my heart. I did my PhD on the transition from preschool to primary school back in about 2004, 2005. I was doing all my research. And back then, we were saying, you know what? It would be better for these children to spend longer in preschool than in primary school. And that's partly why we call it the ECHI scheme. It's officially called the Early Childhood Care and Education Scheme. So people know it as the free preschool year. And that came in for exactly this reason, so that parents have this free year for children, which then developed into two years for children of free preschool. Now, it's, it's mornings only and whatever. But the reason behind that is preschool is exactly where they should be because they learn through play at that age. So if we can keep them in preschool until they're older, um, it's so much better for them because they go into primary school that bit more mature and they had an extra year or more of development 
um, where they're just learning completely through play. So, yes, I'm absolutely delighted with this. That's really good to hear. Now, it's influenced, as I don't have to remind you, by certain factors, because, you know, uh, admission practices vary from area to area, school to school as well. I'm talking about demand and availability. That dictates as well, doesn't it, Mary? Oh, it does, because, you know, sometimes in some schools, if there are, maybe there are declining enrolments, well then, very often the principals are under pressure to mm. get children into the schools. But I must tell you something, Jerry, that that's really important. Sometimes we don't realise that children sometimes have to repeat years yes. in primary school. Now, most of us aren't even aware that this happens. But back in 2000, um, when you know the the ETSI scheme, this preschool year before it had arrived. So over 4,000 of our little ones had to repeat junior or senior infants. And Jerry, that's awful. We, we put so much time into supporting them and preparing them to start. You know what they're like at that age. Like it's, it's big school, that's what they call it. Like they're delighted going in. So having to repeat a year when they're that age is not good for them. And I remember, oh my gosh, back to my research, Jerry, I remember a teacher telling me, she said, when the little ones come in, she said, I could nearly pick in September, October, the little ones I'm worried about, and I feel we'll have to repeat that year. So that's really not good for them. But last year, it was less than a thousand had to repeat junior and senior elements. So that's a huge drop. So mm. it just tells us that them starting that bit later means it's kind of setting them up for success right through every year of primary school. So even though sometimes, and I really get that sometimes enrolments and things put principals under pressure, but if we really say what's important for our children, what's much better for them, and these repeat figures really prove it, um, is to go in older. Yes, and you see... It's not just a number. We we sometimes think, oh, four, five, it's a Mm. number. No, you know it's not. You know what it is? It's skill sets. So in that year, when they move from four to five, so they have a whole extra year in preschool. And what they're learning is, they're learning better social skills. They're learning to be more independent. Their language skills are developing. Their communication skills. So it's not just the number... It's all these skills yes. that are really, really improving. And, and that's what leaves them in a better position to succeed. Well, the numbers say it, don't they? And the ETSI scheme as well, because what was happening is, as you pointed there, children were just not ready to move on. And that's why that uh, repeat year was required. Uh, when I, tell you, I must tell you this. Um, you know, I did my Leaving Cert when I was 16. Oh, Jerry, I did too. <laughs> yes. And, and may I say, and it wasn't that I, I didn't go earlier to school, but they, they skipped me a class, you know, when I was in school, pushed me on further because they felt. and But I have to say this, and I mentioned this before, I was too young, Mary, yeah, doing yeah. the leaving, you know. Oh, Jerry, I was exactly the same. When I started school, you started school if you were four in a given year. But my mm. birthday was the end of November. Mm. So I was really starting at three. And I was exactly the same boat. And you are so young. So these kids now who are starting older, when they make the transition from primary school to secondary school, and that's another really big one, Jerry. Yeah. They have a year maturity. When they're going to do their leaving cert, they have a year maturity. If they're starting college, you know, I mean, TY yes. helps later in secondary school for the kids who are younger. 
but it sets them up for every transition to, to face it that little bit older and that little bit more confident. And as I said, I'm like, keep coming back to the skill sets. But, you know, honestly, that's what it is. You know, building that self-esteem, the confidence, even in the class, the kids in any given class who are more confident, they're more independent, they're nearly more, they're more resilient. You know, they've had that year to develop all these skills. They, they really are more likely to be the, the stronger kids in the class, mm. the more successful kids in the class. So it's really worth taking the time. And funny, I'd say for parents now who have little ones going in in September, I would say think of this month of August as a month of play, but a month where you develop these skills. You know, you kind of give to encourage independence, give them little jobs to do around the house, you know, really praise them for the effort they put into things. Let them make mistakes, let them explore, let them have quality time with them, you know, get them mixing with other kids. Like spend this month doing all this stuff that is encouraging all these skill sets. And funny, Jerry, often as parents, we think school, we think learning, we think academics. Oh, I should be teaching them to read. I should be teaching them to write. I should be doing worksheets. Forget about that. Play is how they learn. And over the summer, think about all how you can really encourage these skills. So important to lay the groundwork over these uh, four weeks about now. I, I can't believe I'm saying that four to five weeks before they're back to prepare them when they're making this big step up from the play school, if you like to call it, into mainstream school, into junior infants. You say this is an important time. Oh, it is, Jerry. I'm funny. I'm actually I'm on social media. I'm Dr. Mary O'Kane on social media. I'm posting next week. Each week I'm posting advice over the next four weeks for parents on stuff that they can be doing with children, books that they can read them, and activities they can do with them. And it's all play. Like it's your know, role-playing school is a great activity for these kids, Jerry, to get them ready. And you find out what they're thinking when you role-play. What do you think it'll be like? Even independent stuff, checking they can take on and off their coat, that they recognise it, you know, making sure they can use the bathroom confidently, all this stuff. So I will be posting on social media, and in fact, they're starting now, usually they start about the 31st of August, 1st of September, and I'd love some last-minute tips. I'm more than happy to come on with you again at that point if you're listening to interested yes. in last-minute separation anxiety, because it can always be an issue for some of them. Um, but it's, this month is all about you know confidence in themselves, building their self-esteem, building their independence, you know, their language, chatting away to them, um, and independence. That's really what's important for them. Mary, you're great, and thank you for joining us today. I always love talking to you. Your enthusiasm is infectious. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Jerry. Bye. Bye. That's Dr. Mary O'Kane there, lecturer in psychology and early childhood education with the Open University. And that's a great book. Perfectly imperfect parenting, I have to say. And do check her out online, Dr. Mary O'Kane. You'll find all the information there. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Up next in the show, we want your help to find a missing woman. We dearly hope you can help us now find a missing person. And she's been missing for some time, hasn't she, Hilary Smith? <laughs> Hi, Jeremy, she has. She's been missing since the Ladies All Ireland last year. Nearly a year ago? <laughs> Nearly a year, yes. Oh, my word. And would you describe her for us, please? Well, she's um, a mannequin that's dressed head to toe supporting the Mead Ladies. Um, we had her in support of our girls last year installed in the Appoyne Avon Road and um, she disappeared. 
and we put out an appeal but we haven't heard anything back so this year we're put up appeal again with the girls in the All-Ireland on Sunday thinking that maybe somebody knows where she is and we might get her back and even maybe get her to Crow Park this year. <laughs> so it's the Navin at Boy Road just outside, the crossroads outside that boy itself, is it? That's it, yes, yes, about two miles out, out the road, yes. i tell you one thing, she's a fine-looking woman. She's not bad. <laughs> i tell you, this Love Island comes to mind when I was looking <laughs> at the pictures of her there and Sheila is her name. Well, we christened her one day. The lady, one of the girls out at the club christened her Sheila, yes. Um, and it kind of stuck to her. So, yeah, we stuck with Sheila. So, um, no, it'd be great if, if anybody knows where she is. It's great. With great positive feedback from her last year. She was mm. there wishing the girls well and we consider her a lucky mascot. So, if we can get her back, it'd be brilliant. We have two girls on the Meads team, Ola Lally and Ali Sherlock, and we're very proud of them. So, we're, we're put it out to support them and obviously all the Mead girls. I ain't surprised, Eric. Red, hot-blooded male, ran away with your woman. I ain't one bit surprised. She's eloped with somebody and she doesn't want to tell you where she is. She's having too much fun at this stage. (laughs) Quite possibly. But on a serious note, who the hell would take her? You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah, it was very, very frustrating. Like, we had our secured like to a fence with steel brackets you know it, it was it would have been difficult she was tied down yeah she was tied so, down yeah somebody just took her and um, took her yeah yeah so it would have been I suppose someone went a bit of bother to do it um, yes she's quite awkward enough it wasn't that she just pick her up and run away with her <laughs> <laughs> take a little bit of help to do it. Oh no, they look lovely but they can be awkward too. I know the story, I know, I know, I know. But anyway, yeah, somebody has this mannequin, beautiful mannequin, dressed in the colours of the Royal County as well. And when, listen, just again, when, after the final last year, was it? It was just about a couple of days after the final after last year. After the final. We left her up because of so much hype, obviously. Yeah. And we left her up just in support and I just went up, I drive by her going to work every day. So <laughs> I drove up, take it, I'll take her down today and I couldn't believe it. The she's gone. She's gone. gone. Tuck legs and away, as they say. But look, somebody, uh, somebody knows, and somebody has her, and uh, maybe holding on to her as a memento, and you know, have something that nobody else has. But dearly, you want Sheila in Croke Park, don't you, on Sunday? We'd love to have her back. We'd love to put her back at the crossroads, and then maybe if we can get, we we get her back and bring her to Croke Park with us, seeing as she's got famous now. So <laughs> we'd like to bring her with us to Croke Park, yes. Yeah? <laughs> and, and and we can organise a ticket for her as well I have to say that we can get a ticket organised <laughs> anyway you're all excited about Orla and Ali in the panel and on the team and oh, looking brilliant. forward yeah. yeah brilliant yeah it's great it's fantastic for the me ladies and fantastic for our own club here at Clonagale mm. and we're very proud of the girls it's, it's a great honour to have them on the team and they've been great ambassadors for the for the club and it's brilliant um, like the feedback we have from them and even new girls coming into the club as well since the Meat Ladies won. I think it's been brilliant, yeah. You can see that. That's an important point to make, that this success, it permeates right down to young children and that who want to wear the Mead short now. Oh, absolutely. Like, we've had loads of girls coming into the club. We've got a, a thriving ladies' club, uh, both football and camogie, but the girls, it has come on in the last year or so. You can see the interest now is brilliant. Mm. It's great the amount of girls turning up to play now and it's fantastic for the girls in, in the whole area. It's great. Well, make a prediction. Are they going to win? Oh, of course, yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes that's it. That cup ain't going to the kingdom for oh, the second that's Sunday that's in a row. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think let's be fair about it. You're right. Sure. Let's let's avoid the spoils now. If only it were so simple. I know there's going to be a stern test put up by the Kerry girls, and me oh, well yeah, know that it'll be a tough game. Yes, it will. It will. It will. But look, please God, fingers crossed, uh, Mead will come out on the right side. Anyway, missing for almost a year, our yeah. Sheila from the Atboy uh, Navin Crossroads, just outside Atboy. She's a good looker. She's about five foot six tall, dressed in green and gold, uh, glint in her eye, uh, you heard there from Hillary. Can be a bit cranky at times, but look, come on, let's be having her back for Sunday, folks, if you have her. Hillary, yeah. thanks for joining me on the show. Oh, Wish you all well. Thank you very much. Thank Take care you. of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Louise, she looks great, doesn't she? I'm just looking at the picture of her here. Sheila, she really looks the part, doesn't she? She does, yeah. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, Louise. Yes, hello, <laughs> I Louise. never know whether you're talking hello. to me or the listeners. No, no, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I am talking to you. It's not Sheila I'm talking to. It's Louise I'm talking to. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Where did that? Anyway, she's a good looker. She is, isn't she? As somebody commented, if you'd fifteen of them now oh playing my. for Kerry, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're coming from. None of that. There wouldn't be as uh, stiff statues as as she'd be or the others as well. Yeah. Anyway, it's amazing that somebody. There's always somebody to do something, isn't there? When you think about mm. it, you know, to take the blinking thing and they want it back. You know, if you have no questions, they probably just did it in fun. You know the way you yeah, see bunting bit or of a flag. Maybe, or, yeah, bit yeah. of development as well. It could be behind it. But you know what? No questions asked. Drop Sheila back to the crossroads. Leave her where you got her. You and can there even won't be a word about the her. the Mead t-shirt that was yeah, on. And she won't open them out. She won't tell <laughs> us a thing about you. She won't spill the beans on you, whoever you are. You can leave her back for sure. You can indeed. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that one. Watch this space. We're going to talk more about Mead ladies in a wee while on the show. Uh, Love Island. Yes, big. you were right yesterday. Louise loves Love Island and she knows it inside out. She told me yesterday that Danica would be kicked off. You were right. I was. Yeah. Yeah. What's left now? Five of them left at this stage. Five left. Yeah, we reckon there'll be one more before the final, don't we? That'll be kicked off. One more couple dumped. The Mm. finale is next Monday night, bank holiday Monday. And the excitement is building. It really is. Big yellow taxi from Counting Crows on your late lunch this Thursday afternoon. Now, I have to tell you about tomorrow's late lunch. We have lots going on. We have your book club with Irene Gahan. Rick's here with the Vino. Uh, David doing the sport as usual. Your comedy TV theme. How are we going to get it all done? But we have, haven't we, Louise? We have a very special guest tomorrow on the yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. We have a big, big guest Biggest for you. Biggest guest of the year so far. Lunch, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Tomorrow, I am looking forward to chatting to him. And just to, to give you a little um, <clears throat> hint of who it might be, mm. you, you've got to listen to The Breakfast Show tomorrow morning. I know it has a huge listenership, but tomorrow morning... You've got to listen to the breakfast show tomorrow morning because it's probably the most special breakfast show on LMFM radio ever. So do that for me, won't you? Tune in tomorrow morning to the breakfast show and then make sure you're with us on late lunch tomorrow because we have a big guest, a special guest for you on the show tomorrow. Uh, Tied in with what I've just told you uh, early morning, tomorrow morning on the show. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Mm. Hint, hint. You know what we're getting at. Anyway, you'll find out more tomorrow. We but can say no more. We will say no more at this stage. Louise, I have a dock in me finger. Do you ever have a dock in your finger? I thought docks were the stuff you used when you got an, a sting of a nettle. That's a dock leaf. 
Oh, sorry. I always call them dock leaves. No, that's a dock leaf. <laughs> oh, we used to call them gobble leaves. I have a little dock in me. We used to call it, it's, it's a little thorn or something. You know, we call them dock. Oh, there's a dock in your finger. And it's a, it's a, it's a little Get tiny Get them when thing. you're wearing jelly bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly from the same dialect and the same region. Yes, you're right there. But did you ever have a poultice on your... Did you ever get a poultice put on years ago? No. You know what I'm talking about? Sounds a po- like a, ghost. a poultice. That's no, a poltergeist. That's a poltergeist. <laughs> you get warm, you get warm. A poultice. Anyone out there ever remember getting a poultice or having a poultice applied? If you got a, something, an infection in your finger or that, they used to put a poultice on your on your hand. Do you need mesh or something for that? Yes, and you'd put... The, there was a poultice I remember people used to put a bit of a rasher in. A rasher, yeah, in a poultice. Um, something hot in it there. It would draw out the badness. You know, if your finger got right. infected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does anyone know what I'm talking about out, out there? Anyone ever hear of a poultice in late lunch land? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. Maybe you know and nothing about it. And is there like certain poultices for certain ailments? I think so. Okay. Uh, different things for uh, will draw out different things. There, there are old remedies, but I think I need a little poultice on this. I've just been trying to get it out and root and, that and everything, and it's a bit of stuff I got. Can that not out just of get it. a little like sterilized pin and just uh, prick around it, and then just get it out that way? No, <laughs> prick around it. <laughs> I try that a little bit. Later. <laughs> I've been known for pricking around things, all right, for years. But there you go. Thanks for your suggestion, Louise. I'll do what you say. Anyway, <laughs> we better take a break and leave lunch before we're off the air stay with us <laughs> <laughs> the late lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal Drogheda to Dock and Cabin discover the all I'm joined now by two young women from the Royal County yes County Mead who are two massive fans of Mead ladies Lauren Wilkie and Ella Weldon are on the line hello girls hi Hi, welcome to the show, both of you. Ella, if I could start with yourself. Ella, you're 10 years of age and I hear that you are following Mead ladies for years and years since they were in the Intermediate Championship. Is that right? Yes. And tell us this, have you been to all the games, Intermediate, and then when they went up to Senior and all last year, the league this year and the Championship, have you been at every match? Uh, yes. Wow, every single game. And tell me this, tell me about your bedroom. What's on the walls of your bedroom? Um, All of the mead ladies. All of them? Yes. Pictures of every one of them? Yeah. What else, what else have you on the wall? Have you programmes, have you match programmes too? Yeah, we've got all the programmes. And listen, did you get their autographs? Yeah. Oh my, oh my, you have the whole lot. Do you have a favourite player? Uh, no, they're all my favourite. Ah, Ella, you are so nice. They'll all love to hear that. Every single one of them you love. Now, tell me this honestly. The last couple of games have been very exciting. Were you worried they mightn't win? Yeah. Oh, I'd say you were. I'd say the excitement was unbelievable. They know you as well, don't I know this? Don't the girls in the squad, they know you? Yes, some oh, of them. They do indeed. Where do, you're involved with a, a club there in, in Bohormine. Who do you play with? Uh, St. Olsen's. Good on you. And what position? Where do you play on the field? Uh, boards. Oh, you can get the goals, can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 10, I know, and you're playing with the under-12s. Would you? Yeah. Do you dream? Do you dream, Ella, of someday representing Mead and wearing that shirt? Yes. Oh. <gasps> 
wouldn't that be something else? Yeah. <laughs> it would be just, just great. I take it you have your ticket for Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to win, Ella? Me. Will they win by much? Uh, uh, four or five points. Ooh, there's a confident young woman. Mm. There you mm. go. Now, besides your football and your adoring of the Mead ladies, you play music, don't you? Yes. What instrument do you play? Guitar. Guitar. And are you playing that long? Um, one year. Right. And have you been taught or did you teach yourself? Um, I was taught by my teacher called Miss Gilroy. Lovely. And you love the guitar, do you? Yeah. Do you like George Ezra? Uh, yeah. Very much? Yes. As much as the Mead ladies? No. <laughs> George, elbow to George, not as much as the Mead ladies, but you do love him, I know. Anyway, you've taken a George Ezra song. What's the name of the song you took? Um, the Mead ladies all Ireland final. OK, that's the name of the song, and it's to the music of George Ezra's... What's his song's name? Uh, green, Green Grass. Green, Green Grass. Let's have a listen to you playing this song for the Mead Ladies. Here we go. All they do is work, work, work Hard, hard, hard They are amazing and are almost girls We have Monica in the gold She kicks out to Lali and in Geneva goes All, all the girls are superstars Me ladies are unstoppable When a man's coming home to the county Oh, 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 me Ella. Well done to you. And that's only an extract from the song, so it is. I love the lyrics. All they do is win, win, win. Cups, cups, cups. And that's all they've been doing. You're so right, aren't you? Yeah. You should be so proud of yourself. And can I tell you something? Do you know this? That song in full was played to your girls after training last night. And they absolutely love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, they love it. And I hear you're appearing in Jaxi Kieran's, are you? Yes. What What day is that? Uh, Saturday. Oh, my, oh, my. You're going to have a huge audience and you in there playing to them. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. You're fantastic. Just stay there for a moment because I want to say hello to the other young woman who's on the line with me. Her name is Lauren Wilkie and she's from Dunamore, Ashbourne. Hello, Lauren. Hi. How are you? Are you? Anyway, you are another big fan of the Mead Girls. Yeah. Do you play yourself? Yeah, I'll play with Dunhamore. Oh, good, Annie Dunhamore Ashman. They're a very, very good club indeed. Now, little Ella's playing in the forward line and she scores the goals. What's your position on the field? I play forward as well. Oh, and are you a dead eye dick with that boot? Do you know how to find the net? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like all forwards, you can't be scoring all the time, but you do score. Um, tell me about you and the Mead ladies. Are you a regular attender at the games? Have you been there on the big occasions in the last few years? Yeah, we have. Following, I think the first ladies game I went to was the 2018 Intermediate Final. Right. And we've been ever since following. You've been there and ever present, yeah. have you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Been. Terrific. Terrific. Now, we had music a moment ago from uh, Ella. You are um, very handy with the prose and the pen and the writing, I believe. Yes? Yeah. So you've written a poem, have you, to the team? Is this new for this year or was it? Is it last year or when did you write it? No, this was written in the day after the day last year. Okay, so this is one, and and it's, it's it still applies, of course, to them because they're in the final again this year. Yeah. Would you like? Would you would you read a couple of verses for us, please, on today yeah. on late lunch? Yeah. Go on ahead there. Give us a few verses. Thank you. Um, September fifth, that fateful day when Dublin and Meath came out to play, the crowds arrived and stage was set. We knew this would be the best one yet. The girls in blue winning five in a row, but the girls in green put on a show. They all came out guns ablaze and the first six minutes were just amazing. Points were got from both sides, something each team took in their stride. The sides were even, it kept close, but the kick-out was turned when it mattered the most. Duggan came in and began and took her chance, another point at first glance. The ball flew up but began to drop, something the keeper couldn't stop. The ball went in, hit the back of the net, what a goal, we'll never forget. The game went on and we stayed ahead as they tried to put Duggan to bed. Half-time came, one eight to six. The next 30 minutes was so quick. The teams came out, guns still ablazing. Dublin scored two, but it didn't save them. Meade's next score before the water break would this point keep them safe. Final quarter, the end in sight. Our teams put up a tough, tough fight. The five-point lead goes down to two. Dublin still trying to edge through. Two Dublin goal chances, how the game could have changed. But the Meade defence pulled through some days. Dangerous play in their own 21. When Vicky Wall breaks and goes off on the run. Seconds to go when yellow is given. And these ladies just won before senior competition. The countdown begins just mere seconds left. Five, four, three, two, one, yes. They've done it, they've won it. It's the girls in green today. For senior title ever for the LGFA. This group of girls have gone and made history and inspired so many with their incredible victories. September 5th, that late play when these beat Dublin with a stunning display. Well done, you. That's terrific. You really have done a wonderful job on that. And the words, they just hit the nail on the head. What happened on that day, how the game unfolded. Uh, brilliant. Well done to you. You have a flair for this, you know, young woman. Yeah. You like it. Yeah, you like writing, yeah. do you? Yeah, yeah. You, I, I take it you have this in you, in you for sure. Um, so when they win on Sunday, would you be up to maybe penning another one at that stage and reflecting on Sunday's game? Are you even thinking about that? Yeah, I have. I've even thought about like, the run-up and things at the moment. I have a few ideas from main corporate as well. Good, good, yeah. good, good. So we may have uh, Ode to Mead Part 2 next week. Yeah, <laughs> Good on you, Lauren. Looking forward to it. I, I, I really am. Well done to you. you I take it you're go, going in with the colours on and everything on Sunday. You'll yeah. be in Croker, yeah? Yeah, we are. There's been a big bus last Oh, fantastic. You can't beat the bus to the matches and all the crack that goes on with it. Yeah. Oh, look, we were so willing. If, if, if it was for will and goodwill, they're going to win on Sunday. But Kerry is a big obstacle. We, we do want to say that it's going to be a tough challenge, yeah. but they've risen to every challenge uh, that's been put before them for the last uh, number of years. Well, look, Lauren, thank you for joining me on the show. I look forward to installment two of your poetry. Good luck with that. Where are you, where are you headed? Are you still in school or are you heading to college now? 
No, I'm just going to sixth year now. Oh, sixth year. You've leaving cert coming up this year. Yeah. Good woman yourself. Best of luck with the leaving cert year. I know there's a, a a big grade coming in English. That's for sure. I can see that already. Well done to you. And just back to Ella before we go. Ella, hello. Are you still there? Yeah. Ah, uh, good girl yourself. Well, listen, I say the same to you. Would you be thinking about another song maybe and, and doing something a little different when they win on Sunday? Yeah. Oh, good on you. So you're working, are you working secretly on that at the moment? Um, yeah. Good on you. You're fantastic. You really are. Love your song. Love your music. Wish you all well on Sunday. And thank you, Ella, for joining me again on the show today. Thank you. And um, sorry, just before we go, I would like to say um, thank you very much, L- LMFM. And can I say hello to a couple of people? Say hi to my dad, Carl Weldon, listening in at work. Jamie, who is also listening at work. And best of luck to Eamon and all the team for Sunday. Hello to Nanny Smith, listening in Navin. And hello to my guitar teacher, Miss Gilroy. Ah, you're so lovely to think of them all. Well done to you. And thanks to your mum, Kira. I know she's there with you as well. Uh, thank you, Kira, so much for arranging this for us. Good luck to you and best wishes for Sunday thank and for you. the future. Bye, Ella. Take care Bye. of yourself. Bye. That's Ella Well in there. She's 10 years of age from Bohermine, just outside Navin. All oh, the excitement is building and building and building. If you could only give them the cup today, but you see, that's not the way sport works. You have to go out there no better women to tell you that and earn it than the mead girls and we'll uh, have a final uh, chat tomorrow with some folk as we build up to the big match and it's here on LMFM radio this very weekend it's the big game the All-Ireland final between Meath and Kerry George Harrison got my mind set on you now Louise Walsh I didn't say anything <laughs> what's a poultice I know late lunch listeners so well. Paul has been on to say, I suffered with boils when I was younger and the poultice was hot sugar and soap. I remember that, to be honest with you. Another one says, yes, bread and water poultice, Jerry. It's simply brilliant. Another one, hot bread, Jerry. Yes, that's the one to uh, get your dog out of your finger. Listen to this one, Louise. Yes, Jerry. Uh, either the fat off a lump of bacon. Didn't I mention that? Yeah, Fat of the bacon. Yeah. Or a piece of bread. Um, and there's another one. White plain bread poultice for a whittle on your finger. A whittle. Do you know what a whittle is? Is that like a thorn? Uh, no, it's a little... Gro- it's like a, a wart. Oh. I'd say oh. it's like a wart thing, a whittle. I'm nearly sure. My mum used to use Epsom salts, bread and hot water to make a poultice, says another listener. What? What's in sh- the bread? There's something in the bread that draws out the infection. And is that kind infection. of... You know, would it be bread these days with a lot of other additives yeah, into it? Or bread. would it be? They're absolutely spot on can there. You, can you toast it? What, um, <coughs> listeners, you you don't toast it. And, and, and for you, Louise, please don't toast it. Because, I'd be toast because, if I used yeah, it. Black bread, black coloured bread from a toaster. No, don't do that. That'd probably kill you if you put it near anything to draw it out. But bread has a property. Hot bread, warm it in hot water, boiling water, put it on. And it draws out the infection and the little dog. You're so good. You're so knowledgeable out there. And the old cures, well, they still work. They certainly do. Hi, Jerry. My son got a timber splinter in his finger, tried all the old remedy poultices. Nothing would draw it out. Went to the chemist and they gave me this magnesium sulphate, put it on an overnight, put it on overnight with a small bandage. 
and it came straight out the next day. So it's something worth considering. Thanks indeed for that, Tracy. Appreciate the advice there. Uh, magnesium sulphate. More people talking about bread and Epsom salts. And we did mention a dock leaf, myself and Louise. A great one, Jerry, for taking the sting of a nettle away, says a listener. Yes, indeed. We love to hear from you on late lunch each afternoon. Now, my artists of the week this week, you do know, are banana rama and in 2017 Siobhan Fahey the Irish girl rejoined the group and in November and December of that year they totally sold out 23 shows across the UK as they reprised their raft of hits to adoring audiences early in 2018 they hit the states and Canada playing there to packed arenas as well completing a momentous reunion with final dates happening in August of 2018. Siobhan then again retired, but the other two, Dallin and Woodward, soldiered on, releasing their autobiography in October 2020, and more recently, a new single called Favourite from their new album entitled Velvet Lies, which, listen to this, came out just last week. Yes, their 12th album. The girls are still making music all these years later. But today I wind the clock back to their second album and a song co-written by the three girls about hero worshipping. Yes, it rose to number three in the UK charts in 84 and I bet lots of you remember Who's Waiting? just head out on the disco floor for about an hour and just keep playing Bananarama songs and you'd just be in heaven, wouldn't you? They're brilliant. They really are. It's only when you listen back to the wonderful music. Yes, Robert De Niro made it to number three in the UK charts for the girls back then. And tomorrow we'll uh, spin another one for you and conclude my week of Bananarama in focus, my artists of the week. Now, Louise and I have been tick-tacking about Uh, Yes, Love Island, since it began on the show and the finale is next Monday, Bank Holiday Monday night. And in Ashburn, there is a special event being organised to coincide with the uh, winners being crowned Love Island 2022 and we're going to hear about it next. Thank you for all your messages to the show. Ellen says, yes, as children, I often had a poultice on a sore hand or finger. Not surprising, as I'm 89 years young. I really enjoy your programme. Thank you so much, Ellen. I appreciate those lovely words. Newell has been on to say, hi, Jerry. as I'm an oldie, I'd like to put you in the picture about a whittle. A whittle is nothing like a wart. It's where the skin peels at the side of your nails, leaving a loose piece of skin sticking out. I know I suffered from them as a child. They were extremely painful and supposed to be a sign that you were low in in iron. The bread poultice doesn't work on them. I just love your show, says Nula. And I love you too, Nula, for those lovely words. And thanks for getting in touch with us. Now, on Monday night, it's going to all come to a conclusion. Yes, what am I talking about? Love Island. After weeks and weeks, uh, ends and the winning couple are crowned. you got to be in the Ashburn House Hotel on Monday. you got to be, haven't you, Tracy Metcalf? You definitely do, Jerry. <laughs> You're a fan, I take it yourself. I am a 
fan and I believe that this year you are now a fan. Well, I tell you, I'm getting some jip over this, Tracy. You know, not being a young fan anymore, but for some reason I started, I was flicking channels one night. Honest to God, I tell you, the this is the truth. And it came on and you know the way you watch something for a couple of minutes and the next thing, I'm blinking watching it every evening. Oh, I, I get it. I love Do you? the drama of Love Island, of reality TV. I love the drama. I don't like it in real life, but I love watching other people's <laughs> drama. Um, so, yeah, and then what happened with the Ashburn House was we were just talking to the manager down there. He's brilliant. And I was saying, Joe, you know, there's always something down here for the men with, you know, sports on TV and stuff like that. We need something for the women and for the men who actually like Love Island, but reluctantly admit it. Um, so that's where the idea of the Love Island Love Island final night came from. Okay. And yeah, the response has been brilliant. So we're going to put on music, promotional uh, drinks, games that are Love Island themed and stuff like that on the night. And yeah, it's exciting stuff. I believe on the way in, you got to give, well, it's voluntary, but you should give your phone number and yeah. then we'll hear, I got a text. Yeah, so basically we will ask people to give their numbers on the way in. We won't put their name on it so we will not know who it is. And through the ad breaks of the final, we will randomly send text messages and the person who receives it has to show we've got a text and then they will get a free drink. Ah, I like it. So yeah, yes, it's going to be great crack. And you're right. So for us boys, the footy and all the sport and everything. So we're always there hogging the tellies uh, in the Ashbourne House Hotel. Monday night is for the girls, especially, but boys too. We have to say you want to say that who watch. Yeah, welcome. And look, we'll have music like there'll be, you know, DJ on for the night and nibbles and stuff like that. So it is for everybody, obviously. As I said, men are a bit more reluctant to admit that they're interested in Love Island, but they're absolutely more than welcome. Now, you being uh, in the know, let me read out these names to you. Adam Collard and Paige Thorne, India Pollock and Dammy Hope. Dammy is the Irish guy, of course. Yes. Gemma Owen and Luca Bish. Uh, Tasha Goury and Andrew LePage, or LePage. Davide San Clemente and Ekin Sue Kulkaloglu. Who yes. is going to win? It absolutely has to be for comedy alone, Davide and Eccleston. Ah, our Louise is in sync with you there. Louise has said from weeks ago, didn't you? You said Davide and Eccleston, you expected. They're the most entertaining. Are they? Assure me, Tracy, assure me they're going to win it, are they? They have to. I'll be Mm -hmm. absolutely shocked and I'll be even more shocked if they don't get some type of spin off show themselves (laughs) because. They are really entertaining. And I think Davide summed it up a few weeks ago when they did, last week when they did the mm. Snog Marry Pie game and he said to Ekansu, I would marry you and pie you at the same time. And I thought that 100% defines their relationship. Um, they're just brilliant together. Yeah, and and the other thing to say is, besides watching it on the TV, which I don't have a clue about, but I believe social media just burns up every night. Oh, 100%. Like, it's all night, non-stop. Like, if you follow pages to do with Love Island, that tends to be what comes up on your newsfeed. But it's very hard not to see anything to do with Love Island because so many people are interested in it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's... While those people are in that village, they do, especially with Instagram, they, mm. it, they take it over for, you know... The, Six, yes. weeks or whatever it is they're in there so um, yeah I think they're all just part of our household at the moment 
Well, it has a new follower and yours truly this year. I know you and Louise have been following it in the past as well. And I, I have to agree with you, Davide and Ekansu, as long as that Adam Collard and Paige Thorne, they are not to win it, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm not feeling it either. And can I just read your email for Monday night? A couple of the bar staff in the Ashburn House have volunteered. I said to Louise, we are not misogynistic. Nobody was asked to do this. But the bar staff volunteered to go topless. So there will be topless barmen as well. Um, and they're brilliant as a team. They get so involved in everything around the Ashburn House. We're starting bingo as well next Wednesday down there. Um, next Wednesday night at 8 o'clock but the team are just brilliant like the minute they realise we were doing this night from Love Island yes. they laughed straight away they're like we'll go topless like you know so it's going to be a really brilliant night it'll be a great laugh um, but on Adam and Paige yeah I agree I, don't, I think I think people aren't happy with how quick she moved on yes yes but I don't know whether his intentions are no the best he sees, he sees the cash as well and he went yeah. in there and took her away from that other chap as well yeah. no they mustn't win it anyway uh, barmen with physiques like Davide and Adam yeah. I will mention him will yeah. be uh, uh, available in the Ashburn yeah. House we'll Hotel on Monday <laughs> what time are you starting at? Well, we will start our music at 7 o'clock there is another entertainer going to be in the main bar at 7 okay. but we will be in Ned's bar because it's it'll be quieter we can close the doors just for the TVs obviously for the show um, but we will kick off at 7 o'clock for cocktails and nibbles get people in and settled for the show starting at 9pm. Oh, tomorrow night. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for it. <laughs> yeah. very like him. Very good. Louise keeps yeah, saying... Yeah, he's doing it all week Louise without keeps, I even knowing. You really sound like Ian Sterling there. That was very good. <laughs> Louise, Louise says to me, you're morphing into that Sterling fella, Kelly. You better watch yourself. <laughs> anyway, good luck with Monday. Enjoy. Tracy, thank, thank you for so joining much. me. Take care thank of yourself. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Tracy Metcalf there from the Ashburn House hotel tomorrow afternoon on your late lunch <laughs> yes you got a text <laughs> we get loads of texts and whatsapp and we thank our listeners for them anyway we continue our build up to the uh, big final in Croke Park on Sunday meet ladies book club with Irene Gahan virtuoso Vino Rick Cronje sport with David Sheehan comedy TV theme Bananarama and a man who's celebrating 30 years on the airwaves you know him well Make sure you join The Breakfast Show tomorrow morning. It's going to be really special and we're looking forward to interviewing him on Late Lunch tomorrow. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Great music and more besides. We'll see you for the final show of the week tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon at 1.30. See you then. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 40 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 